Forrester. Down the line to right. It's gone! Garrett Forrester walks it off for Oregon State! What happened? He just like benched like five of the starters. Four of them were all Americans. Big hit pop. Did he just do it? Yes, he did. This is loaded in the NCAA tournament. And he sends a drive to deep right. Elko, Grand Slam. Beer showers about. McGarry's 2-2 pitch to Lanzilli. Strike three called, and Virginia has completed a no-hitter tonight. Pushes a bunt to third. James to first. Hayes out. What a way to end it. And what a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. What is up, college baseball fans? Here we are, last regular season weekend of the year. And uh, I'm here with, with Dimitri. And boy, are we excited. We finally made it. Um, next week kicks off a majority of the conference championship tournaments. Uh, but we do have a few this week. We have Southland in the MEAC. And then, of course, the Ivy League is playing their best two out of three. Um, and then you see Santa Barbara from the Big West, who doesn't have a tournament, they can clinch. They're four games up with six to play. So we're going to have probably five teams clinch an automatic bid by, the, because, by, Sunday. by Sunday because Army's already clinched one. So, man, it feels like this season has flown by. And, uh, you know, this is when it really gets started. Like, this is when the fun happens. Like, sign us up for this. Dimitri, you're going to make your graphics for each team that punches their ticket. And then let's see. In in ten days, eleven. Well, ten days from when you're listening to this, we're gonna have it's a selection be, show. It's gonna is, be a fun, busy next ten days. Yeah, I mean. um, because you, I mean, you think about it, next week conference tournaments start on Tuesday. I know. And dude, it's gonna come. Dude, it's gonna be jam packed. And of course, this year we're dipping our toes a little bit into gambling and everything with uh, college baseball and. Dude, I mean, we're going to have something to, to gamble on, have a little bit of action every From single day next week. to 10 p.m. <laughs> every day next week. The 10 a.m. Eastern time or 9 a.m. Central SEC tournament in Hoover going on next Tuesday will be a, a freaking blast. Um, so much fun. Um, ben, you were, quote, unquote, too tired and to record tonight, and I just had to fire you up, shot you that tech. Hey, <laughs> last weekend of the year, let's go, baby. Let's yeah. go. And I was being like, a big old fat baby today because, uh, for my day job, my hours got switched. Your secret to, day job, yeah, my secret day job selling auto insurance. Um, you know, I got switched, my hours got switched to 3 p.m. to 11 p.m., and I was being a fat old baby like around 10 45 p.m. Dimitri's like, let's go, let's get this episode out on Thursday. I was like, hey, what do you think about recording in the morning? Sends me a text, and he was like, <laughs> he's like, get a cup of coffee and let's roll. All games start tomorrow. Fire yourself up. Uh, last weekend of the year, baby. And I was like, fine, let's go. So I got me a cup of coffee and uh, pretty wired now. And uh, But, yeah, I mean, this is going to be – it's a different different style weekend. It's similar to Easter weekend where te most teams are going to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, take Sunday off. So they get that extra day of rest before conference tournaments start. Um, so, I mean, most teams are still playing a three-game series, though, and uh, and we're here to break it down for you. As far as the midweek goes, 
the midweek was a little slow, but it was it was pretty full of uh, not full, but there was quality over quantity. Quality games, yes, that's a great way to put it. Um, and let, let's start right here, just recapping the uh, the midweek. I thought my favorite game was by far the uh, East Carolina Campbell game. Two of the hottest teams in the country. All right, let me scratch it. They were the two hottest teams in the country. Maybe Coastal Carolina could be in that conversation too, but two of the three hottest teams, right? And uh, dude, I mean, it was back and forth the whole game. Emotions were high. These are two teams that you know coming into the year, everybody was hyped up on them, and it being non-power five teams, everybody had. Uh, I mean, I had East Carolina as an Omaha contender, and then you know Campbell was another team we were keeping a close eye on. And they both started the year just terribly slow, losing a ton of games. And uh, we, I think we considered both of them dead at one point. I mean, and East Carolina, hey, East Carolina opening weekend got swept by Bryant. And then Bryant we went all- on to lose 11 straight games after that. <laughs> and then Campbell, I'm trying to remember Campbell's early season schedule. I remember was- Campbell got all the way up to like in the 160s in the RPI. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, they have no chance. Oh, Campbell – Lost two out of three to App State opening weekend. Lost to East Carolina. Got swept by Maryland. They started the year one and six. Yeah, and uh, and it was one and six, and their one win was against App State, State. who's terrible right now. Like, they're not a good team. So, I mean, going off of, like, just talking about the game, uh, you know, of course, it was uh, – the jungle was packed. You know, Campbell traveled well. East Carolina showed up because they won. They were winners of ten straight going into the game, so you know that they were hyped up about you know adding to the resume, building the RPI, and uh, and I thought Campbell had that game won when when Neto hit that three run jack that uh, I forget the left fielder's name, but Hoover. probably Lane Lane Hoover. Hoover should have caught that ball, dude. It hit off his glove. He reached over, tried to rob it, and the fence at Eastern Car- uh, Wow, not Eastern. Uh, East Carolina are short. It's probably five feet tall, so you can easily reach over and snag a home run. And that wall, that wall makes their field look so small. Yeah, well, it's the same thing with Mississippi State. The short walls make the field look so much smaller. I mean, looks so. I mean, when you watch a game, a fly ball to the outfield, you're like, holy shit, that almost went out. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can legitimately hit a line drive that just carries all the way over six feet off the ground uh, I think, i've seen it done I, before i think east carolina's field is already a little bit small yeah distance wise i would agree no i think it's like 325 down the line i think it's already a little bit small those walls make it look like a band box i'll tell you how small it is uh when i played there my senior year uh not to make this about me but i'll make it about <laughs> me uh in batting practice i actually hit quite a few opposite field home runs and i never ever ever tried to hit opposite field home runs except when I was there in batting practice. Oh, did I, did I mention it was batting practice? Did I say that? It wasn't It wasn't in a game, believe me. Uh, but I, in batting practice, I used to be just dead full. I was trying to hit balls over the scoreboard. But there I was like, you know, it's short porch, and uh, I'm just going to work on my oppo swing. And for someone that had no opposite field power, I mean, I was putting them out pretty easily. So ball carries well there. Speaking of batting practice, I love seeing beat reporters and journalists tweeting about so-and-so's batting practice like every day they're like oh man so-and-so had a great bp they were just booming balls or whatever listen if you're playing at this level and you don't take good bp unless your name's kyle lewis who took 
awful batting practice and was the best player in the country. Awful uh, batting practice. I mean, dude, it was top spin to the shortstop every single time. It was ridiculous. <laughs> we used to give him so much crap. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you don't, if you're at this level and you don't take good batting practice, like your dad paid for you to get to school. Like it's simple as that. Like you, your dad paid for you to go to a showcase and then your dad paid for the showcase guy to overhype you and, uh, you can get you to a school. Uh, it's just like, inexcusable, but I know what you're saying. Like beat reporter saying like, man, you know, look out for Florida Atlantic today. They, they took an incredible batting practice. Balls were flying all over the yard. It's like, yeah, I bet buddy. Like that, that's normal. Um, but anyways, going back to the game, uh, Campbell looked – I thought Campbell looked better the first, like, seven innings. First and then, seven innings, literally. Yeah, if it was a seven-inning doubleheader, Campbell wins that game. Um, but you know, in the, around the sixth or seventh inning, like, lightning in a bottle happened for East Carolina, and good things started happening for him. Well, and, it, wasn't, it was good things happening, but Campbell walked, like, three out of their first four hitters in the seventh inning. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. And uh, but when I say good things happening, I mean like they were catching breaks, like they uh, they just talk... what? go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna add on to it once you were no, done. Oh yeah, I was just saying like they were they were catching breaks and like the biggest thing for me, my biggest takeaway during those innings where they scored were um, you know they just looked relaxed. They looked like not the team we saw opening weekend where they Preston. felt like they had a ton of pressure. And remember, opening weekend was just a few days before one of the best pitchers in the country got suspended for the whole season for, for, um, if I remember correctly, he got suspended it? during the opening weekend or right after it was no, no, it was right before it was uh Carson, Carson Wisenhunt for perform for PEDs. And remember, um, coach Godwin came and did a press conference in left field with a bunch of news people and said that he is, he was announcing his rotation and Wisenhunt was not going to pitch that weekend for violation of team rules. And there was a ton of speculation going on. And you know me, I love to speculate. And uh, and I was hearing ben, rumors that it could have been PEDs. I was right. This, I'm not going to make this about me. I'm not going to make this about me, but I was right. He was officially suspended on March 13th. No, but you remember before opening weekend, he was like – Coach Godwin said he was not going to pitch because of a violation of team rules. And then on March 13th, the NCAA came out and said he failed a PED test. And so what, so what, what was, so wasn't Hunt violated team rule and broke NCAA rule? No, 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 no. So they were trying to protect him. They were trying to say. So he failed the test and they were appealing Because he was it. a surefire first round pick this year. And, and Godwin was trying to do the right thing. And basically, just keep it hush hush, and uh, and eventually it came out, and then the Wizen Hut made a statement on Twitter where he did yep. a, a no tap, but um, so apparently it, it was he didn't until... know he he didn't know he was using. It. He got it at like a GNC or a, a vitamin shop or one of those places. Allegedly, allegedly, but um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't imagine. I don't know why he would take PEDs on purpose in the draft year when he's already just nasty. <laughs> No, I agree 100%. But, at but the same speaking time, of Wizen Hunt, though, dude, imagine how like this this season could have gone a lot differently for East Carolina, and they would be a legitimate Omaha team if they had him. Because, um, I mean, every Friday night they would win the game in my like they did it last year for him. Uh, well, not Fridays. I think he pitched Saturdays last year, but uh, they had that other big hoss, the donkey that shoved against Vandy. What was hey, his name? How about how about East Carolina's closer? Um, what was what's his name? Um, Oh my God! He had the funny. He had the funny name. Let me Pag, let me tell you, Pagladon huh? or something. 
no, no, no. I got, I got to find. I got to hold on. I knew I, I can't pronounce it. I remember reading uh, Tur Turwiggle, Turwiggle, Turwiggler, Williger, Turwilliger, Turwilliger. <laughs> you, you did not help me at all with whatever you just did. I think I have Tourette's. Turwilliger, Turwilliger, Ben, Ben Turwilliger. Oh my God. Um, just call him Ben. We'll just get his name alive. Just call him hey, Ben. In the in the eighth inning, he struck out Neto. Looking, by the way, that was Neto's second strikeout on the road all season. Yeah, no, no, I remember the announcers. Wait, did the announcers say it, or did I read that on Twitter? Um, I think the announcers brought it up. Yeah, he, I think he had like eleven strikeouts on the year. That was his second strikeout on the road. Anyway, Ter Williger freaking yelled at him, yapping at him, and said like, "That's right, dog," or something like that. Ninth inning, strikes out the side, make it four in a row. Yeah, dude, just just dude, just left it all out. Dugout was left. their dugout was electric too. They had the giant water bottle or water cooler thing, just banging it on the rails. You know that made that annoying, uh, just a super annoying sound. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so. one thing I noticed about Neto uh, that I hadn't noticed all year uh, until he hit that home run, and his then he struck out as well. His leg kick goes away with two strikes. His yeah, massive yeah. leg kick. No, I just never really paid it's attention. It's the same thing Kyle does. Yeah, he just spreads out and just kind of goes knee to knee and uh, just trusts his hands and obviously still generates a lot of power. But um, I guess I haven't really seen him in too many two strike counts this year. He just usually first he usually pitch swinging. The first two. <laughs> yeah. And he's taking daddy hacks at it. But um, um, I guess the end of the story, I, I, I think East Carolina is comfortably going to be um, in the tournament. And as long as they don't fumble it down the stretch, you got a big weekend series against Houston coming up. Uh, and then, of course, the the American tournament. But they're like on honestly like RPI on the bubble. But anytime 30, you win, they're good. Yeah, but with stolen th- bids this year, they could not be good. Let me let me see. Let me I see. I think they're in the thirties, thirty five, thirty six. Houston at eighty eight. As long as you win two, you're they're golden. They're going to be yeah. sitting between twenty eight and thirty five ish going into the tournament. I think they'll be golden. Yeah, and and the main thing is they're playing good baseball at the right time. Just don't, just don't do what we did in 2014. Don't get swept last weekend and then go two and barbecue in the yeah, tournament. Don't lose your last five games. <laughs> Simple as that. Um, now, um, Campbell, on the other hand, they, they got to uh, win the tournament. Dude, it's weird though. Like, how weird is that? That Campbell has been just unbelievably hot at the end of the year. They still are probably going to have to win their con- like more than likely unless something crazy happens and have but to win ben, the big south tournament to get into the into the regionals ben they're four and eight against quadrant one team but i will say this if they can't win the big south tournament they don't deserve to be in yeah i mean there's one team that somewhat poses a threat it, and that it, and that's usc upstate yep yeah but they've, they've pretty much just run through everybody in that conference and um they've won it the last three years i believe since coastal left uh, I mean, that's been the Big South has been the Campbell Conference. Liberty and Coastal, and Liberty. The Big South used to be the battle of Liberty and Coastal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but another big game from Tuesday night. Don't bring up the Mercer game. Don't you dare. All, all I said was stop the count. All Mercer said, was up five to two on the road against Georgia Southern. I turned the game on while I'm working. I have it on ESPN Plus on my phone. And they proceeded to get outscored twenty to nothing. They lost twenty-two game. to five. So that's all we're saying about that game. It's done. Ben, I'm going to say one more thing. They gave up nine runs in one inning twice. That's hard to do. 
Dude, and I saw the guys, that, <laughs> the Georgia Southern fans that, that follow us, they were tweeting, they're like, yo, we broke our manual scoreboard twice because we were putting up so many runs. <laughs> oh, man. Just Mercer is absolutely limping to the finish line. You know, they're, they're done. You know, it's so funny. Like, I picture Mercer and Georgia Tech, the last scene of Talladega Nights when Ricky Bobby and Jean Girard or whatever his name is are running to the finish line. And Mike meanwhile, Honcho? what? Isn't it Mike Honcho? No, no, no. His name is Jean Girard or something. But isn't Mike Honcho in Talladega Nights? Who are you talking about? Mike Honcho is who Tony V made up, Coach Vitello made up. He's for... from Talladega Nights, dude. Oh, really? Wait, Ben. Oh, my God. Wait, what? Mike Honcho. Tony Vitello didn't just make up Mike Honcho. Mike Honcho is from Talladega Night. You want to make oh another $500 bet on this? Double or nothing. I'll have, a, I'll have a grand in my pocket come next week. Oh, uh, you're right. Mike Honcho. It's, Cal. It's, no, no, it's Cal, a.k.a. Mike Honcho. Yeah. He's, okay. Yeah, Tony V didn't just make up that name. Oh, I thought he did. Okay. Anyways, like going back to my no, point, no, 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 yeah, no, let's just ignore we that. Just Come on, two, <laughs> we just went two months of you thinking my concho, which is some random. He got it from t- I'm so I'm dead. Well, hey, some of us aren't as smart as you, all right? Oh, anyway, um, anyway, so Georgia Tech and Mercer are literally just lipping to the finish line, just. Let our RPI be somewhat good enough where if we win a couple games in the conference tournament, we'll be in. Well, I think Mercer's chances are out. They have to win the tournament now uh, next week in the SOCON, and I don't think they have enough pitching to do it. And their best player, Colby Thomas, just got surgery yesterday. I saw on Instagram. Uh, He had like 17 homers through 42 games, and then tears his labrum. He's out for the year. So it was was – And Ben is out, and he's back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did my did my Wi-Fi go out? Yeah, you went out for like a split second. But yeah. when you want to know something, when your Wi-Fi goes out, is it like think of like a electricity current going, and it just stops, and then it keeps going, and then your Wi-Fi like you know what I mean? Like it yeah, makes I don't me, know, man. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but Ben, was it even a month ago when Georgia State? Speaking of Georgia team. Georgia State, Georgia Southern, Georgia, Georgia Tech, and Mercer. We have five teams in everybody's postseason projection. They were all one and two seeds, too. I mean, we were talking about Georgia Southern hosting, Georgia Tech hosting, Georgia hosting. Mercer was on the hosting bubble. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were talking smoke out of our ass about how good the state of Georgia was. Georgia State proceeded to lose like 20 in a row. Mercer proceeded to lose to two, arguably two of the worst teams in the country, weekend yeah. series. And Georgia Tech proceeded to, I don't know what they did. They just didn't win games. They they, they can't they can't get outs on the mound. I feel bad for them. Uh, and now we're stuck with one team. If their season's over after conference tournament well and you forgot a team too it was six teams and kennesaw was the other oh my god kennesaw Kennesaw. was leading the a sun yeah with with a freaking top 25 rpi i mean there was six georgia team in the top 30 like comfortably in the postseason i mean and we have five of of them have been terrible since then 
I mean, Georgia hasn't been very good either. I know. Well, I know. I was saying Georgia Southern's been okay. Georgia hasn't been great. Georgia Tech hasn't been good. Kennesaw's been decent at best. Doing fine. They just don't know how to win a weekend series against a good team. Yeah, that's I mean that's problem. why I said decent at best. But how weird is it? Listen to this, and we'll, we'll move on after this. But Georgia, say that Georgia has six Division One teams, and five different conferences. What the heck? Yeah, A Sun, SoCon, Sun Belt, ACC, SEC. I mean, I I think that's just I I don't know if I like that because Georgia Southern and Mercer should be right, like like should be weekend series. Yeah, I agree. Same with but, Georgia but, State and all and Kennesaw. But you, here's the problem: Georgia State, Georgia Southern, and Kennesaw are all state schools. Georgia Southern and Georgia State have decent football program on the state dollar. Mercer is a nerdy private school with a football program that just isn't big enough. They don't have the money to go to a bigger conference. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what I mean? Because yeah, well, Kennesaw has a good football program too for FCS. They're usually in the playoffs. No, this is all right. Let's let's stop but talking about this. But but it's super new. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, anyways, anyways, let's move on. Sterling Thompson don't want to listen to us vent about our Georgia problems. Sterling uh, Thompson. What about ring him? Bell. Did that ring a bell? What did he do? Uh, was oh, walk off home run for the for the Gators. Bomb. Yeah, that was dude. That was a fun game. Florida, Florida State. Didn't disappoint. Um, Florida hit a leadoff homer in the bottom of the first. Florida State scored three in the top of the second, and then Florida scored one in the bottom. And, and then from there on out, it was uh, five, five. yeah, it was five five until the, the bottom of the ninth, and then uh, Thompson hit that walk off homer. And I liked the interview after the, you like the guy the asked him. He was like, up? "Yeah, I saw that clip." He was like, "Were you sitting? Were you sitting off speed?" He was like, "Yeah, oh yeah, I was." <laughs> He goes lefty coming out of the bullpen. He he threw the first one, just missed it. I said he I, he I knew he was coming back with another one. All I had to do was put a good. Hey, I'm gonna start in the post in the, from here on out. I'm gonna start putting a little more the interview clips because I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah, I like hearing these these innocent players that are not 18 to 21 years old, 22 years old, and uh, they they talk the way that they think. And and honestly. He was thinking the right thing there. He was like, "Hey, came in with a with one that he just missed, and I knew he was coming back to it. I sat on it, and uh, I mean, if the guy would have threw him a, a fastball there, he had no shot. But it's the game of chess, and uh, and he won. Checkmate, walk off homer. So that's a big win for Florida. Florida now is like in that same picture with with like Vanderbilt, like could potentially host a regional after all of this after all law they had this year." So and Florida State, I mean, dude, if Florida State would have won that game, they're ho- they're like in the hosting, like they're hosting picture, like yeah. not just kind of on the fringe, they're in the hosting. No, yeah, they, they would have they would have absolutely solidified a spot, like at least at that point as a host. They still might too. I mean, they have a uh, outside looking in chance. They, get, they need some things to happen, but so hey, hey, I have a question for you before yep. we keep moving on. Do you think it's fair for me to say, in order to host, you should have a winning record against the top fifty, top fifty team quadrant one? Basically, if you have a winning record, you should have a winning record to host. Mm. What do you think about that? Because if you look at it, Tennessee seventeen and three, Oregon State eleven and six, Auburn eleven and twelve, Virginia Tech, I'd say five hundred or better. Like it's not a losing record. Virginia Tech fourteen and eight. Georgia Southern eight and ten, 
their sixth RPI, they should be like a, a slam dunk to host, but people aren't giving them that credit yet. Yeah, they haven't earned it yet. I see what you're saying. I, I know what you're getting at now. Georgia, 12 and 13. They're up, they're bubble now. Like they're bubbly a little bit to host. I think they're hosting, but and then if you look at Dallas Baptist, 12 and 9, Maryland, 3 and 4. Louisville, 14-9, Miami, 12-9, Stanford, 5-8, Florida, 9-15, Oklahoma State. It's just like, damn, please be 500. Yeah, just go 500. That's all. <laughs> like, Just win, win some games that are going to be tough. Like, build some character and uh, win some tough games. Don't just beat up on the little guys. Because here's my point. Here's my point to the, the – we're talking about Georgia Tech, like, like – just what are they doing, right? Mm-hmm. 12 and 15 in the ACC, 25 RPI. They're 15 and 16. Like, they're basically 500 against 31 top 50 of the top 50 teams. Yeah. I mean, that's Thir- a good way to look at it. Uh, and then if, you go tough, look at, and then if you go look at Stanford, 5 and 8, you're like, holy shit, Georgia Tech had done way more to earn. They've almost regional- won three times as many quad one wins. Like, they almost have three times as many wins. Against teams. If you're at the end of the day, would you say who deserves it more? Stanford. You think Stanford deserves it more? <laughs> yeah, I mean Stanford. No, no, no. Don't even look at the RPI. Just look at that. Are you saying, do I think Stanford or Georgia Tech deserves to host more? Based on that individual statistic. Oh, like just blind resume? No, just their record was top 50 team. Because at the end of the day, you're beating the best of the best. You should be considered one You're of the also best. Also, losing to the worst of the worst. Are they though? Let me. I mean, is Georgia Tech losing against bad team? I, don't, I haven't. I'm not sure. I'm not either. I, I don't know. But but is that is that a fair point to say? Like, I mean, damn. I mean, some of these teams. I mean, Florida State is 15 and 13. They played 28 quad one game. The ACC is full of them, which is so interesting. Yeah, but at the same time, you can't. I don't think you can punish teams that haven't played as many. Like Maryland's three and four against Quadrant One teams, and but they're close to five hundred. It's not their fault. They've only played seven games against them, and it's like I'm not, right. I'm not saying how many. I'm saying their record against them. At least they're close to five hundred. So you're saying Florida's nine and fifteen record is inexcusable. Like they need to win more against better teams to be to be a host, probably. All right. What about Southern Miss's three and five record against um, Quadrant One teams? It's it's like if you're only going to play that many, at least be close to five hundred. I mean, they're two games under five hundred in that regard. But I think that's a fair thing to like look at. Like Wake Forest, ten and fourteen. Well, you could always be like UCLA, who's ten and three against Quadrant One teams. Insane. And, and like in the sixties for RPI. UCLA is in trouble of not making the tournament, dude. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. I texted you about that. Let's yeah, talk so about they got it. the brakes beat off of them on Tuesday against UC Irvine, and uh, and yeah, I mean, the more I look at it, their RPI is sixty-five. I mean, I know they have a big weekend series against Oregon State, which will be fun. I I, I think UCLA will actually play well there, but you look at UCLA, they're Ten and three against Quadrant One teams and thirty-three and nineteen on the season, which means that they're twenty-three and sixteen against everybody else, which is terrible. Like against one or against fifty-one through three hundred one, they're 
just like six games above five hundred. Here's so, the hypothet- here the hypothetical for you. Oregon let's just say UCLA gets swept by Oregon State, okay? Uh-huh. What does that make what does that make their Pac twelve record? And you have it in front of you? Yeah, it'll be uh well, I thought I did. <laughs> I swear. Right, I'll pull it up real fast. Oh, 17 and 10. So they'd be 17 and 13. Which is not bad at any type of way. Well, you got to think here. So since we're going off hypotheticals, you have to you have to acknowledge the facts. And the facts are that Oregon State's two RPI is going to help UCLA's RPI because it's one on the road for UCLA and two, it's going to help their strength of schedule. So their Correct. RPI is going to shoot up from 65 no matter what they do this weekend. Correct. But if, let's just say they get swept, okay? Okay. And then they go two and barbecue in the Pac-12 tournament. Do you sit there and look and say, oh, shit, UCLA might not make it? Yeah. I, mean, like, I think you're, if you're UCLA, you're worried. You're like, I mean, uh, that's scary like, stuff. Are they going to throw us in there or no? That's scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so. Anyways, uh, the, some other action from Tuesday. And remember, there was, I think, one baseball game on Wednesday total. Uh, everybody pretty much took Wednesday off just because they you know, wanted to get ready for this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then but you have Tuesday, a short week next week. Yeah, short week next week as well. But um, really, other than that, the only other upsets was like USC beat UC Santa Barbara. Um, Let's see. I mean, Auburn was down two nothing in the first, and ended up winning eight to four against Samford. Uh, but oh, I know who the other upset was. It was your boys. Miami loses another midweek to Florida Gulf Coast. They sure did. It's not good. It's not good for the national seed picture. Oh, dude, dude, not good at all. I mean, if you're Miami, you've got to win this weekend against Notre Dame. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and Notre Dame has been playing really good baseball lately. They, uh, they, Notre Dame actually played their midweek game, crazy enough against Northwestern, which was wild. They're one fifty-two RPI. Speaking of that, speaking of that thing, Texas A&M played their midweek. This is funny. A&M played their midweek. I mean, uh, A&M canceled their midweek. Texas played their midweek. They got flipped after Texas won their midweek. It's so Texas in front of A&M, the RPI now. So Texas rose in the RPI? One spot in front of A&M who canceled their midweek. No, I see it now. <laughs> wow. How uh, funny is that? Well, I mean, but you would also say, like, if A&M could have fallen back further if they would have played the midweek. It, it, I mean, yeah, if you want to get literal with it, but how funny is that? My thing is, so this is what I think should happen, or at least another solution to that RPI problem. We spent a lot of time on it earlier this week on Sunday talking about canceling midweeks. But here, what, here's a solution. What if it came down to the last part of the season and let's say Texas A&M wanted to cancel their midweek against, um, was it Incarnate Word? Incarnate Word? Yep. And, uh, and then Texas State wanted to cancel their midweek against uh, Houston Baptist. To both preserve RPI. How about Texas A&M and Texas State play and then Houston Baptist and Incarnate Word play? Why can't you just do a little schedule flop, schedule switch? A&M and Texas State play, yep. That would, I think that would be a lot more fun. And I think all the teams would be okay with it. Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know because – 
I don't, it's nothing that we need to discuss. I, I just, that's my opinion. <laughs> and, uh, and so Tuesday was, okay. it was good. Was there, I feel like, the, Oh, coastal Carolina just stomped the crap out of Clemson. Uh, you, absolutely beat their breaks in, which you know, coastal Carolina is now sitting really pretty at 27 in the RPI. Listen here, Dimitri, if they win this weekend against 72 rank, I mean, RPI 72 South Alabama, they're going to go up, and if they win that Sun Belt tournament, they're going to go up higher. Coastal Carolina could find themselves in a hosting position. I was literally going to bring this up on the podcast. Coastal, let's just say they sweep South Al, run the table in that um, Sun Belt tournament. They will be in the hosting com- They will on. Um, they will be in the hosting conversation. Dude, it's wild. If you take away two bad weekends they had this year, and one of them wasn't even that bad. Uh, I mean, you remember when they got swept at UNC at North Carolina, and uh, there was like two walk-off wins, and they were all pretty yeah. close games. They got swept there, and then remember what kind of we announced Coastal dead was when they got swept against Georgia State. And yep. I guarantee you, they they wish they would have went instead of zero and six in those six games, just two and four. If they would have just picked up one win in both of those series, they would probably be in like the tw- like low twenties or maybe high teens RPI. Hey, Coastal outscored Clemson thirty three to nine this year. Yeah, well, weren't they? Uh, at one point, dude, they were up fifteen nothing against Clemson. The first time. And no, this this time too. Oh, this time, yeah. Well, they were up. They were up the first time they played them. They were up fifteen to nothing in the third. Yeah, and this is a team that swept um, Georgia Southern. Not swept. They, they won two out of three. Never mind. But they, they went won. to Georgia Southern and won two out of three. So I'm all about the Chanticleers team. I think they're they're clicking at the right time. They're healthy. Who knows? They they're healthy and they might have a little bit of magic up their sleeve. So that's all we can root for. Um. um yeah, I mean, was there? I'm trying to think. Was there anything else from the midweek that was big time? Um, Oregon walked off uh, Gonzaga. Yeah. So Gonzaga, Gun. I think Gonzaga scored three in the ninth to go ahead uh, four to three. No, in the eighth, they they scored three in the eighth to go up four to three, and then Oregon hit a walk off. Um, was it a homer or was it a? a I don't, I don't remember what they did. They scored two in the ninth know. to win, but. I'm glad that happened because I'm not buying this whole number 12 team in the country, Gonzaga. I don't want to see a regional host at Gonzaga. I want them to be a two seed somewhere uh, like Stanford Correct. or or Texas Tech, something like that. Um, I don't want to see any regionals in Spokane, Washington. Just not my cup of tea. And I don't think they, I don't think they earned it. All I'm the about way. to Google a picture of Gonzaga's field. I've seen it a couple times on TV, but haven't really. Uh, I haven't looked really at looked it. at it in depth. Um, but, yeah, I, okay, you know, it's actually not bad. Uh, I, I take back – I mean, it's 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 a clean – it's a very standard field. There we go. That's the best way I can put it. You know, probably has I mean, about 1,500 seats. It it's a comfortable chair. Oh, seat. dude, that's nice. It's a nice mid-major with – and I'll tell you this, there's a ton of room for growth. They have a lot of room. Oh, my God. A lot of room around the stadium to add more seats. So maybe that'll turn into a baseball school. I mean, well, okay, it'll never turn into a baseball school basketball. because basketball. But maybe their their baseball attendance will go up. It says Patterson Baseball Complex, Washington Trust Field. Oh, here you go. Do you see the future project rendering on uh-huh. Google Images? That looks sick. 
whole baseball facility they're building next to it. All right, I'm about to Google Gonzaga Baseball Stadium future rendering. Just look up indoor center. Indoor center? I don't. I, I'll have to find Tide, it later. No, Tide Gonzaga Baseball Indoor Center. That looks. That's going to be super nice. Um, you need an indoor center. It rains every day over there. And do you see it? It is humongous. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. That looks pretty cool. That's going to be huge next to the baseball field. That looks like a whole basketball arena. Yeah. And, dude, I mean, oh, my God. You can put. That rendering was from two years ago, though, that picture. And I guarantee you they haven't even started it yet. The fundraising or whatever. Yeah. It's for fun. But, Ben, Gonzaga has room. Dude, they could literally build. I don't know if they would get enough attendance, but they can build every room for outfield seating. They oh, have yeah. room to extend. See, but that that looks way better than Maryland in terms of a stadium that I would want to host. Yeah, I take back what I said. Gonzaga, that's a, that's, that's nice. A, that's a nice field. I, I can see them hosting because they could bring you right. They could bring stadium bleachers in the outfield. And it's they warm. could also down the line. There's two very long berms of grass that people can sit in. Probably, yep. Stadium probably seats a couple thousand, maybe like eighteen hundred, two thousand, twenty five hundred, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Um, yeah, I mean this that that'll be okay. That'll do. But I, again, I don't want them to host. I'll, I'll keep that on record. If anybody from Gonzaga is listening to this, um, what was our boy's name last year that threw the the no hitter with the sticky stuff on his glove? Um. Oh my good god. My God! If somebody, if you, if you gave me the first letter of his name, oh, if you, yeah, Gonzaga. Uh, we do this all the time. Dude, there's so draft. many college baseball players that hey, we the sidearmer, the sidearmer, um, uh, Alec, Alec Jacob. Jacobs, yep, Alec Jacobs, who still follows us on Twitter, and he's a big fan of 11.70. He retweets our stuff all the time. But um, I'm thinking of Hughes, their starter this year. That's nasty. Um, oh, Tristan Brayling. Who is that? There, he's going to be a first rounder. I thought no, it was not Hughes. Tristan Brayling. Um, Tristan Hughes. Um, she, um, Gab- Gabriel Hughes. Gabriel Hughes. Yep. Yep. Um, Gozags.com. <laughs> okay. I so love man. I love just finding out about teams that have been good all year. The week, the last week into the season. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they might host a region. We better figure out like who's. Yeah, who's you brought up a good them. point. You brought up a good point. So, like, for people that are like covering like MLB, there's 30 teams, right? Yeah, you've got you've got all kinds of information at your fingertips, nonstop, every day. You can remember a whole team pitching staff off the top of your head. You can say they're good. They need to work on this in college baseball. You have a whole well in MLB. You have a whole MLB network on TV. You got a million YouTube channels, and you have MLB.com. You got, I mean, social media every night. You're right, and and the players stay there for like they play five, six, seven, ten, fifteen years. Um, All the good ones in college baseball are gone after three years. So I mean, not to make an excuse for us, but at the same time, it does. The names do give us trouble. And it's 280 damn teams in the country. 301, buddy. So, yeah, I, I don't know why I said 280. 301. Okay. Let's just say how many of them have we 
Oh, here's a good question. Is there a team in the country that we have never talked about in our four year? Never like mentioned their name? Yes. Is there a single team? Um, yeah, I'm sure. I don't think we've ever said Long Island. Well, we talked about them two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Oh, you're right. We did. The Sharks. Uh, there, dude, that's a good me, question. Is there a team we've never talked about? Let me, we need let me, one of our listeners to go back and listen to every <laughs> single one of our like 250 episodes and figure it out. Here, 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 here are the team I think we've never talked about. Um, and you have to confirm that. Okay. Have Are we ever safe? talked about Western Illinois? Yeah, the Roughnecks. They beat uh, Louisville opening day last yep. year or two years yep. ago. So you're right. So we have talked about Western. Okay, here's another team. Have we ever talked about Towson? Yep. We, we have, have talked about Towson, yes. Because... Uh, I mean, they they have a big leaguer in the big leagues right now. Palacios, jo- um, uh, Joshua Rich- Palacios, or Richie Jake? Richie Palacios. Richie. So I played against his older brother in JUCO, uh, Josh Palacios. Okay. From, he, went, he went to San Jack and he absolutely barreled baseballs up. He just raked. <laughs> okay. Uh, ever- the only team I can think like Delaware State. I know we've never talked. To, uh, maybe we have. I don't I think. Don't have we okay here? Have we ever talked about Seattle University? Nope, I don't think so. Sacred Heart, I don't think so. We've never uh, talked about Seattle University. No. But shout out to Seattle. See, the problem is we talk about a lot of these like bottom tier teams because of the the bottom ten rankings we do. So I'm like looking in you know, the low two hundreds right now in the RPI, and uh, I mean I don't think we've ever ever had like segments on. Um, Bucknell or Oakland. We talked about Bucknell. Bucknell and Oakland, maybe. I'm Omaha. Looking... Yeah, we barely talk about <laughs> Omaha. Or... We tweeted I don't know. about I mean, Omaha we're, we're, getting off on, we're getting off topic here. Uh, no, it's, it's a little segment of team we've never. We're Toledo. Just giving... I don't think I've ever talked about Toledo baseball before. No, I don't think we've ever talked about Toledo baseball. In this area of the RPI that we're looking at. I think the team that we talk about the most would be McNeese, maybe Houston Baptist. Uh, for sure, Houston Baptist. M- M- Citadel. We love, we love McNeese. New Jersey Institute. Yeah, I love those guys as well. Shout out to them. They won the uh, American East America East um, regular season title. So no, they did the- not. No, they did not. No, they did not. No, who won the American East title? I think Maine, right? This is your fault, by the way. This is you text. What do you mean? Are you going to blame this on me? I just corrected you. Here, you I'm going to explain to the listener. Five games back of Stony Brook in the division. I'm going to explain to the listener why I just said New Jersey. <laughs> so last week on Sunday, Ben texts me and goes, "Hey, did you know NJIT punched their ticket?" And I'm like, "No way, no way, really, really." I didn't. I did not see this. I go to look. America East posted a graphic saying Clinton. And they just clinched a spot in their conference tournament. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. And that is your fault for me saying that. Uh, I'm going to pull a Sammy Sosa here and say no habla inglés. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I do. I do. I got punked. I, they, dude, who who makes a post that says clinched with the American East logo next to it? And they don't. it, it doesn't mean they clinched their way to a regional. Like, what is that? 
And we liked NJIT, I will, guys. I will uh, agree. I had to click around and like look into it because I was like, no way. I was like, I thought a diff- I thought another team was winning that conference. But well, anyway, yeah, two divisions. Anyway. Maine is in first and one, and Stony Brook's in first and the other. Anyways, let's let's let's. I'm gonna take hosting for about five seconds. I'm gonna hand you the baton right after. We're gonna move into this weekend. We can kind of just dabble into what some teams need to do and stuff like that before we get into our pickums and stuff like that. I love and it. We can, we can look at these little conference tournaments and um, Ivy League championship. Don't, don't call them little conference tournaments. It's so degrading. They're big old conference tournaments. You're right. They carry the same value as the other 30 or 29 conference tournaments. You're right, Ben. That's right. They all matter. They all matter. They all mean count the same. You're 100% right. I right, apologize. So we're talking about this weekend, right? So let's, let's get into the weekend. This is where the juicy stuff is. So what's the uh, what's the what's the best series this week? And go ahead and enlighten, enlighten our listeners. The the best series or the most important series? The best series, one that we're gonna have our eyeballs glued to the TV for. <laughs> okay, so the one of the most important series. I'm not saying it's the most important, but one of Georgia Tech and Pitt are fighting yes. for their lives. Yes, 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 yes. Those two teams are very much on the bubble, and whoever wins the series is going to feel a lot better about getting an at-large bid. The other team is going to be like, man, we got to win three games in the ACC tournament now. This sucks. Pitt is on the right side of things right now. Pitt is – I mean, uh, Georgia Tech – oh, my God. Why am I flicking? Georgia Tech is on the wrong side of things. Pitt is on the right side, but they could easily flip that this weekend. Yep. Um, Georgia Tech is 12 and 15 in the ACC. If I wanted to slam dunk my way into a at large bid, you sweep Pitt. If you think I'm, it's a slam dunk after that? If they're 15 and 15 in the ACC, I think it's with a top 25 RPI, there's a slam dunk there. But if, they, if Pitt wins this series, they're going to finish over 500 in the ACC. But here's the problem. Pitt is a 60 RPI. They need to win this series and get a game in in um in uh in oh my gosh, Charlotte, and they'll be in. The committee, I think, will put a winning record pit in, even though we saw what they did to them last year. Yeah. Hey, listen, that's not a bad point you bring up. The committee definitely has it in the back of their head, like. Yo, we we kind of screwed Pitt last year. They they definitely deserve to be in, and we 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 put Alabama in instead. And uh, I think if it comes down to it, Pitt's gonna find their way in the tournament if they're on the bubble. The, the committee they've got to get in. Just let the Panthers in. Just let old Ty McGahee and uh, Devin Mezzarocco and those guys. Let's let them in. By the way, Pitt loses this series. The committee's gonna say they're gonna have every defensive metric to use against Pitt and say, "Hey, this is why we didn't select you." If Pitt wins and has a winning record in the ACC, the committee's gonna have no nothing. They're gonna have no argument but to put them in. How funny! So, do you think it would be funny or, or mean if they just doubled down this year and were like, "Yo, Pitt, I know you were above 500 in the toughest conference in America, but y'all didn't show me enough." You, you, Oh flu. my god, dude! <laughs> That's when you file you file some sort of 
complaint law. I don't know what you can file, but you, you file protest. something. <laughs> you protest. You, you file something because that is monetary <laughs> value. Two years of no postseason yeah. in, the, in the hands of decision makers who probably don't even watch 50% of the game. So, oh, not, wait, you say 50%? How try like 1% of games? <laughs> uh, you don't think they hire somebody to watch and kind of give them the information? Bro, those athletic directors, no offense. I mean, they're a much higher position than we are and you know, make a lot more money than we do. But, dude, they don't watch a damn game besides their own team all year. So you don't, don't think rate? Okay. They, they don't care. Do you, I, I'll you, dude, I know. So Mercer's AD is on the committee, you know, Jim Cole. He's on the committee. He doesn't watch he, he doesn't give a shit about anybody. He doesn't follow there. college baseball. <laughs> he, dude, in his off time, like, he goes to the Mercer games, of course, because you know he played baseball uh, in the minor league, so he likes baseball. But he goes hunting. He goes fishing. He doesn't – He I mean, goes his, own, to his a, son plays. Like, he goes to his son's games. I, he, there's nothing that like, – you could tell him, <laughs> hey, Virginia's playing at Louisville this weekend. Uh, you should check a, out the he, games. He's not watching them. <laughs> He, okay, see, you know what? This, this is a great building block. Jim Cole's got a life. He's hired to do one thing. He's not paid mm-hmm. to decide who makes the postseason. I don't think they get a bonus from the NCAA to be on the committee. If I think they do on the, get a bonus, it's because he's like the SOCON representative. And like maybe he does get a little SoCon bit from the SOCON. throws him a dog bone. Yeah. But. Um, but if I'm the committee, you might want to sit down and just maybe at least watch one game of a pit this weekend to kind of say, Hey, they look pretty good. We, we need to put them on our little list of, well, Hey, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, well this, this is where it comes in with the whole, everybody gets mad about recency bias in the uh, selection show. It's because the, the committee members watch, like if they do watch, they're going to watch like the last part of the season, last couple of weekends of conference tournament. And they're like, you know what? I saw this Bingo. Alabama team play, and, and they beat Mississippi State in the in the conference tournament, and they hung around with this. Like they're a good team. Bingo. Um, Bingo. Eyeball test, and that's their excuse. But they don't watch anything in February, March. What April. you do in February, to be blatantly honest, correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't mean shit. No, I mean unless you you have like be a Texas series you win, be, you yeah, right, right. The, the recency bias is a real thing in college baseball. Um, Ray, now, Tanner, Ray Tanner, he, <laughs> if he if, if the team wasn't good when Ray Tanner was coaching, he don't know about you. No. Yep. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, too. Um, speaking of Ray Tanner, I think he's going to have a hard decision on whether to keep or fire Mark Kingston from the head coaching job at South Ooh. Carolina. Uh, speaking of that, um, Monty Lee and Ray and Mark Kingston – I mean, South Carolina is too damn good of a baseball state. It literally is sitting next door to the number one team in the country of Tennessee, mm-hmm. sitting next door to the state of Georgia, who is also well, very and, good. And North Carolina, is, that has like 12 teams that are good. I mean, dude, you can – I mean, oh, my God. You've got you've got a team, Wofford, who the top 20 – or were, was the top 25 team. You've got Coastal Carolina to your west. Who are about to be an outlaw team, and you College of Charleston. Teams. College of Charleston's whooping their conference up, and you've got two teams in the state that are struggling mm-hmm. for not just this year, for multiple years. Yeah, it'll be interesting what those two schools do. I mean, we already saw Tulane fire their coach, um, and then uh, who else? Western Kendall Rogers Kentucky, report? Western Kentucky, 
I think coach resigned or something. Um, there was another coach, but, Butler's coach retired. Yeah. So the coaching carousel is starting to heat up. This is also a fun part of the year. So if your team's not in the tournament, you can at least hope your head coach gets fired. And, and they're, they're, putting, bit, they're, they're throwing their little polos on, getting on the yeah. little flight, and you're going to interviews. So yep. if if I had to – if it was up to me, don't wait another year. Get, like, I think Monty Lee's a great coach. I think I've heard nothing but good things about him. I think he's uh, super young. He's got feel. Mm-hmm. But, dude, like, it doesn't matter how nice you are, how cool you are, how much the players love you. If you don't win ball game, you're not good enough. If you're not hosting regionals there. You're, it's a disappointment. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we're, we're kind of all over the map this episode, but I think we've been oh, I kind of like pretty it, cool though. stuff. We're just, we're just I like throwing it. stuff at the wall and painting or whatever the saying is. Um, Seeing if so, it sticks. Um, hey, hey, who would you say earned one more year of – their job, Kingston or Monty Lee? Earned one more year? It should should have one more year. Should have one more year. If you had um, to pick pick one or the other. Oh man, um, I mean, it depends on a lot of factors. Um, I think South Clemson Carolina has was... shown that they have been good, like Reese, like probably in the uh, last three or four years, but. Man, I don't know. They both need they to go. Neither team is, can play, put three weeks of good baseball together. That's what I'm saying. They both just need to go. They need to scratch it, start fresh. Because I think once they get an identity going and they and they put a couple winning seasons together, they're going to be fine. They're going to just roll and, and get back to the old ways. But, um, yeah, so I don't I know. Think South, I think South Carolina – is they show up and start winning kind of place. And Clemson should be the same way. So you think about it, Clemson in the 90s and early 2000s, and then South Carolina in the uh, early 2010s, those were cream of the crop, best of the best, top recruits just go there. They just sign to go there to play. Now think if you're coach at at Clemson, not South Carolina, Clemson, you just walk up to a kid's game with that Clemson purple little pullover, polo, whatever, Everybody knows that Clemson logo now. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, football program, won a national championship. Clemson is the talk. Yeah. They're and, top five in the country in football. And, and we their know facilities are incredible, like top of the line. I mean, they should Clemson's just hire gotta us. Win. Clemson uh, should be winning. You and me should just co-head coach Clemson and uh, hey, bring them somebody to the asked, hey, Somebody asked me the other day if I would ever be – if I would ever consider being director of baseball operation – at a D1 school, and then I I actually thought about like I was like at the right place. I think I would do it. I think that was me that brought it up, wasn't it? Was it? I, I it wasn't this year. I think it was last year. I think I brought it. No, up. no, it was this year. It was it wasn't you. Somebody else. Because I remember you asked me about Mercer doing, it, and I said absolutely, absolutely the f fuck no. <laughs> I am not going back to Macon, Georgia. Yeah. But I. I think I think that would be because I mean don't get me wrong I'd love to like be on the field you know coaching mm-hmm. but I'd love the like behind the scenes stuff too you yeah. know I, I do recently I've been obsessed with the business side of college baseball yeah. there's so many teams that just don't make any money they they go they show up every year expecting to lose tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars I, I mean and I'm telling you dude, there's can, so much growth available that you can start turning a profit it's not that hard it just takes a little bit of effort 
all you got to do is, con- I mean, I'm not saying all you have to do is, I'm, I'm trying to dummy it down a little bit. If you can convince kids to ask their parents to take them to whatever college town you're in, yeah. to their game, or if you market your player to be and make kids love following that kid, they're going to want to go to the game. They're going to ask mom and dad, hey, can we go to the Clemson game mm-hmm. this weekend? Yep. I mean, that's to. what that's what me and my buddies did with the Rice games growing up. We would just get a whole bunch of us and be like, yo, Rice is playing against Houston uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, let's go. And it was good com- – or I guess they were in the uh, – they were both in the whack back then. But, Whatever it was. Yeah, but it was like two really good teams, and, and they were both winning. My So I have a theory about um, like how to grow your college baseball program. One, you got to be a winning program. Nobody's going to show up if you're losing. doesn't matter who you are. You, you look at like – Ticket sales for for teams not doing good, like Missouri or um, uh, like Boston College, Wake Forest. I mean, Wake Forest is better this year, but teams that don't win don't draw fans. Uh, and then like, and they have facilities too. Wake Forest yeah. has a stadium that can be filled quickly. Yeah, exactly. And and then you have to go ticket sales, and then with ticket sales um, will come you know concession concession sales, and then um, you know parking things like that, whatever it is. I I would love for team to take a little bit out of the playbook of minor league team and take a little bit out of the playbook of the talk of the town Savannah Bananas. I'm not talking about the on-field antics, but make fans feel welcome. Make them feel yes. important at the game, whether it's in between inning fun, whether it's two-for-one deal, whatever. Make it – I mean, shit, make it a drinking a social experiment. Freaking partner up with – Tinder, Bumble, whatever, make a little dating social <laughs> night where everyone come and they hang out. Like, create events, create things yeah. around the game, create unique things. Think outside the box. Something that if you're in Wake Forest, do shit that NC State in North Carolina don't do. Yep, you, do got, you got to separate yourself do. somehow. And dude, I mean, I couldn't, have, I couldn't have said it any better. Just do what the Savannah Bananas do. Not exactly word like play by play. Off with the them, field, off the field. But just provide a lot of fa- value and a lot of entertainment for fans, and they'll show up and they'll continue to show up. And that's going to yep. drive revenue. And the more revenue you make, the the better facilities you're going to have, the better recruiting you're going to do. Um, There's it, just so much to it that I think not every team. I, I would say 10% of teams are doing it, and the other 90% aren't. Um, but, team, oh, here's another thing. Speaking of teams and their social media team. If you don't put video highlight of your game, not the video from your camera, from the TV, from the broadcast, mm-hmm. you better you got to start doing that. Got Coastal to. Carolina didn't do it. They haven't been doing it all year. And in the past two or three weeks, they started doing it. Because if, mm-hmm. if you guys notice, I tag teams that don't post video updates in our tweet. Because I'm like, hey, retweet this so your fans can see highlights from the game. Like exactly in real time in real time. Coastal started doing it. I don't know if it's a regular thing, but Coastal started doing it and I loved it. Like, I mean, if you promote your team, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying like you have it's just find ways to separate yourself. Look at us, man. We, we five minutes ago, ten minutes ago we were talking about RPI. Now we're talking <laughs> about the business of college baseball. I so love the, I love the business of sports, man. Yeah, we'll go I mean, I would, any direction. I, if 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 I had the right opportunity and stuff, I think I wouldn't mind being director of baseball operations somewhere fun. Yeah, just drive I mean, that revenue up, build a build a dynasty. And if I fail, if I fail, I have yeah. the confidence that I wouldn't. But if I fail, 
So, so be what? It. I try. Team's gonna I... lose money anyway. <laughs> it's like, what is failing? Teams walk hey, in every year, like, you knowing they're gonna be in the red, you, and they're gonna fail. So there's you no. Walk into your interview and say, "Hey, first, let me just set the record straight here. If you don't hire me, that's fucking fine because you're gonna lose money anyway. Like you guys are just accepting like a loss and just pouting around like, ah, baseball. We can't invest in it. it loses money. Well, guess um, what? Like the more you invest in, the more money you're going to get back. So, it is what it is. But back to the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Um, Ben, I texted you the series this week. Oh yeah. Pick six of them. But before we get there, let's talk about some of these like Georgia Tech pick kind of theory um, that just may need to win just to to win for their lives. Well, okay. I mean, I, I feel like that should have been in our weekend pick them because it is a very meaningful meaningful series. I'm um, not picking Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh. I don't know who the hell is winning that series. Dude, I mean, it's, it's, it's do or die. It really is. It, the winner of the series is going to feel like they're going to make a regional and the loser is going to be like, oh, my God, we got to win – a bunch of games in the ACC tournament. Uh, the oh. schedule makers could not have picked a better schedule than this, like seeing how everything is shaken out. Um, but to be honest with you, man, I, I like Pitt. I like Pitt at home. They, uh, it, Georgia Tech, dude, they just, they're, but at they're the same time, under like Georgia- 500 in ACC play, they're going to hit the cover off the ball. But uh, like Pitt, it's a, it's a team that's comfortable playing. In their own like atmosphere, they're twelve and six at home and ten and eleven on the road, so that should tell you everything you need to know right there. Yep, I mean, but at the same time, I can see Georgia Tech slugging their way to a series win. Um, so Pitt kind of slugs too, though. Pitt is Pitt puts yeah, up but, double digits yeah, but, all the time. Yeah, but Georgia Tech is like conference leading in everything, ACC leading in everything. Yeah. And the only can I mean Virginia Tech and Louisville are up there, which goes to show you how 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 well Georgia Tech can hit. Yeah. Um. But anyways, speaking of another team that's fighting for their lives, Alabama. Oh yeah. Well, I, they're they're, fighting. they're trying to pull off just a miracle now. I mean, I wouldn't even say fighting for their lives. Like they need to just make sure they make the conference tournament. Okay, let, let me. Who we I mean, got? they're only one game better. Listen, they're only one game better than Mississippi State, and I know Mississippi one and a State half. has Tennessee. One and a half. One, you're right. One and a half games better than Mississippi State. Um, but if Alabama gets swept and Mississippi State somehow wins two out of three against Tennessee, which who knows? <laughs> somehow, keywords, key phrase, somehow. Yeah, I mean, they they could they could Alabama could miss the conference tournament. It, it's crazy, but it, it is possible. And Ben. I think I posted this graphic somewhere. S- less than thirty percent of SEC team that have twelve conference win make it make it to regional. I think it was like 30 percent somewhere around there. If you have twelve SEC win, yeah. Um, so so, but, so Alabama is. Uh, I just blinked on who they're playing. Aren't they playing Florida or who? Alabama at Arkansas. At Arkansas. Okay, so they have to win. Two to feel really comfortable. I think two clinches the uh, the SEC tournament for them. But 
it's at home, so they're they're hosting Arkansas, which makes me feel a little bit better. But Arkansas could very well just go in there and sweep, uh, and then you know you it's going to come down to Alabama, Mississippi State, Kentucky, Missouri. Missouri still, I mean, has an outside shot to make this SEC tournament too. If they who go the, in and sweep who does Missouri Georgia, have this weekend? Georgia. If they sweep Georgia somehow, that'll put them in eleven and nineteen, and you would need. If that would eliminate win. Alabama if Alabama lost two out of three. Yeah. That would put Missouri in, the, in Hoover, Alabama, Mississippi State at home. Um, wow, dude. That, dude and, it's crazy because I've eliminated Missouri and Mississippi State from my head, but the more I'm looking at it, like Kentucky could Wait a second. Up. Wait a second. If Kentucky gets swept on the road at Auburn and Missouri wins two out of three, or even – yeah, if they win two out of three – and Kentucky gets swept, Alabama will get in. And then it will be Kentucky and Missouri into Hoover, Alabama. I mean, uh, Kentucky and Mississippi State at home, Alabama and Missouri into Hoover. I mean, wow. Wow. I mean, there's just there, – out of those four teams, there's like five different combinations that could easily happen. And um, but here's the most no, – let me just make sure we – the most realistic outcome is Missouri and Mississippi State. Oh, and, yeah. Missing the Hoover cut. Um, Dude, but just leave it to Mississippi State. I uh, leave it to them to sweep Tennessee this weekend. <laughs> go damn. into Hoover, win the SEC tournament. <laughs> Not a chance in hell. They somehow Tennessee, get Landon yeah. Sims. How like, many home runs is Tennessee going to hit this weekend if they play? Oh my god, dude, so many. Off of Mississippi State's terrible bullpen, Mississippi State could have an eight-run lead and not feel comfortable. Yeah. So. Um, that's your kind of your SEC breakdown. Oh, another interesting thing from the SEC. Well, no, yeah, I was going to say the SEC breakdown really goes to the top of the West for me. Arkansas at A&M and oh, Auburn, yeah. yep. um, all fighting for the to win the West. And A&M and Arkansas are tied, and Auburn's one and a, one and a half back. But um, Arkansas, I mean not Arkansas. I'm sorry, Texas A&M. They finished regular season at Ole Miss, and that's that's the hottest team in the SEC right now. Eight and two in their last. 10 games, uh, one, seven straight. They, uh, 13 and 14. So dude, if they win two out of three, that's 15 and 15 on the regular season in conference. Who would have thought that three weeks ago? Nobody. They were four and 12 then at one point. Yeah. But here, here's the other thing I'll talk about. Auburn, everyone's talking Auburn as a surefire host, maybe national seed, A&M fighting for a national seed. We could have a situation where Arkansas wins the West and are going to be a lower seed in terms of the top 16 than Auburn. Look at the yeah, RPI. RPI is, yeah. I mean, but you also have to go, you got to broaden the horizon other than RPI, in my opinion. Um, Here, here's my remember, opinion. Just a couple of weeks ago, Arkansas did beat uh, Auburn two out of three. That's what I'm saying. They so I think if you, I think the winner of the West should be a national seed. Oh, 100 percent, and they're going to be. I, I don't whether know. it's I Arkansas, mean, Texas A&M, or Auburn, whoever it is. I just, I just, I think it's so interesting how Arkansas is 26 RPI, which is um, seven behind A&M and 22 behind Auburn. So it, I mean, it's just super interesting how that worked out. But at the same time, I think what's going to end up happening is I think Arkansas is going to win the West. I mean, 
based on the weekend schedule, they should take care of Alabama. A and M gonna fight. Maybe they get two out of three again. But they, there you go. If Arkansas wins two out of three and A and M wins two out of three, A and M has the tiebreaker and wins the West. Yep. Auburn. Who does Auburn play this weekend? I forgot who they. We just talked about it. Um, Ole Miss. Kentucky. No, Auburn plays Kentucky. Oh yeah, they play. At if they sweep, if they sweep, and then Arkansas and A and M, yeah, basically they have they both have to lose two out of three, which I don't think is going to happen. So yeah. yeah, and then I mean I don't think Auburn should be a national seed if they finish third in the West. I mean yeah. right? I, yeah, maybe. I mean, if they do, like you got to put the other at least one of those other teams. You don't deserve a super regional finishing third in the West. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but I mean, but, looking at the other matchups in the SEC, like Vanderbilt, um, you know, Vanderbilt's playing against LSU to close out the regular season. They're both fourteen and thirteen in conference play, but doesn't it just feel like they're both uh, Mandy, having? They're both having down years in, in my eyes, but they're both above five hundred in, in SEC play, which is a credit to how good they are. Uh, but I think I think they're the, the craziest, most different fourteen and thirteen team. Bandy, I feel like light years ahead of LSU in terms of where they are today. I mean, L, I mean, Bandy had won back to back series against Georgia and Arkansas. Yep. LSU, on the other hand, is coming off of getting swept at home in the box. Yeah, that's true against Ole Miss. Against um, Ole Miss. And I I just think there's just two very different 14 and 13 teams. Well, yeah, Vanderbilt's third in the RPI and, and LSU is 34. So 31 spot difference, but they have the same conference record. And it yeah, I mean, I think I think Honestly, Vandy win. I think Vandy needs to win the series too, and they're going to be a national seed if they win the series, which is so crazy to me. Yeah, we've been talking about Vanderbilt having a down year all year, and, and then boom, here they, they are. They, business, they do it again. Yep. And hey, that's a team that might be going to Omaha the way they're playing. I still don't think they will. I, I, I guess I'm a Vandy hater, and I, I'm, I'm not going to go on record and say that. But you just did. I, no, but I'm not a hater. Like I respect their program, but I just, I guess, find a way to root against them. Like I don't want to see them in Omaha, even though it's you, good for the you're sport. Just tired, you're just tired of Bandy winning so much, like Alabama. Yeah, and that's what it is. I mean, obviously, if I was an 18 year old kid, you know, signing day, I'd probably go to Vanderbilt if I'm a top prospect. But yeah. I don't know. Like I, I want to see some other teams there. But again, on the other hand, it's it's good for the sport when Vanderbilt goes to Omaha. More people watch. Uh, there's more chirping back and forth because I'm not the only one that doesn't root for Vanderbilt. There's a whole freaking country that roots against them. Oh, they um, always spew the scholarship BS, mm-hmm. scholarship BS, scholarship advantage. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to win ball games on the field. Um, yeah. Florida, I think, hey. South Carolina, Florida. Hey, if Florida win this series against South Carolina, they might be. They might be hosting with it. With it, but let me make sure. Remember, people remember. We're talking about as long that we're assuming they're going to have a decent run in in Hoover. Mm-hmm. Like if Florida wins the series and then they win one or two, win two games in Hoover, they're going to be hosting. Yeah, they'll be a host so, in Gainesville, which and they'll blow it in their own regional again. But so, yeah. I mean, you got anything else on the SEC? Uh, yeah, I mean, South Carolina can play their way in, and they. Correct. Like two out of three against Florida, win a couple games in the 
I mean, in the SEC tournament, uh, like they could play their way into a regional just because pretty sure Ray Tanner's on the board of the committee, so he's going to give his case. Uh, and they also have that series sweep against Texas, um, and they beat Vanderbilt two out of three this year. So two uh, two hey. quality series wins for them, you know, 12 South and 15 Car- in, in, in conference. So South Carolina has a 71 RPI. They're, let's just say they win the series at Florida. It's going to go up about 10 or 15 points. So they're going to be at like about 50, high 50s. Okay. Win two in Hoover, you're in the, you're in the 40s range. You're going, you're, you're in. Yeah. So, um, four, I think 14 SEC wins has like a 50% chance of being, getting in that large bid. Wow. I mean, so I think it's like, actually, it might be like 60%, but, yeah, so I mean, dude, this is—I mean, I mean, I think every year we have storylines like this where teams are fighting for their lives. But it seems like this year there's a lot more parity in terms of Power Five schools getting in. Yeah, no, and and we could do the same exact thing with the ACC. Yep. It's uh, and in fact, let's just go ahead and do it here real quick. Um, the ACC standings—it's—it's it's wide open. This last weekend, there really is. Uh, I think Miami's got the the coastal on lock. No, it's the top twelve teams that make the ACC tournament, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So Boston College is out, and then Clemson and Duke are fighting for the last spot. Uh, I hope Clemson gets it because I could see Clemson, you know, getting into that tournament and just playing with fire and and nothing to lose, and winning some games and and maybe making it, maybe doing what what Duke did last year. Um, or or even NC State for a little bit, you know, make it to the championship game and, and put a lot of pressure on the other team because they're fighting for a, a automatic qualifier. But um, I mean, just a few weeks ago, Miami was like what three or four games ahead of Virginia Tech or Virginia at the time, and now it's just a one-game lead for Miami over Virginia Tech, and then two-game lead over Virginia um, in the Coastal, and then Louisville and Notre Dame are tied, heads up, first place in the Atlantic. And uh, Louisville's got a tough game. I mean, Louisville's tough against Virginia, tough weekend series. And then Notre Dame. And don't forget, Louisville swept Notre Dame. Yeah, they did. I forgot about that. They did sweep Notre Dame. So Louisville's playing Virginia, and Notre Dame is playing Miami. Um, so if you look at it, it's like, hey, you know, Virginia Tech might actually win the ACC. They have Duke. They're probably going to sweep. They have Duke at home. Uh Unless unless Duke is playing with fire, trying to make that conference tournament, how crazy is it that Virginia Tech, like, honestly looks like the, the team that's going to walk away with the Coastal Division and, and having the best record in the ACC? I mean, if two out of three for Miami won't be enough if wow. Virginia Tech sweeps Duke mm-hmm. because that'll put them at a tie. Virginia Tech got the tiebreaker. So – I mean, dude, if you're Miami, you're praying to God Virginia Tech loses one of those. Yeah, and I think they probably will. Duke Duke needs to win a game. And uh, let's see, Clemson has Boston College. So Clemson probably – They sweep Boston College. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, my God. If you're a Duke fan, you're really rooting for Boston College this weekend. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Other than that, I mean, Pitt and Georgia Tech we've already talked about. Uh, it's it's just 
the top teams are playing the top teams, and then the North the Carolina teams are playing, the fighting for their life too. Yeah, because I mean, they need to win the series at Florida State. They, they do, but they're not going to. I don't know. They're not going to. Does, wait, does Florida State have an outside shot of winning the? Yeah, if Louisville loses the series to Virginia and Notre, Notre Dame, Dame loses, loses to Miami, and Florida State sweeps, North they Carolina. win the. Yeah. Florida State wins the, uh, the, Atlantic. the Atlantic. Wow, I didn't even realize that. And then and if I mean, they win the Atlantic, they're going to be they're going to be a host locked in. Hey, hey. Let's just say let's just say North Carolina takes two out of three against Florida State, right? Mm-hmm. Notre Dame loses two out uh, loses two out of three. Uh, never mind. They would have if Miami swept Notre Dame, Virginia swept Louisville, and Florida State loses two out of three. NC State sweeps um, Wake Forest. They win the, the Atlantic. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of what ifs though. I know I'm not that's even a lot gonna, of what ifs. Not even gonna just, on that. I just what if the whole freaking season right there. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, let's move to the Big Twelve here. ACC. Um, you just we're gonna have to see how it shakes out. Pac twelve is interesting. No, but the Big Twelve is is more interesting I mean, because Big Twelve. Because TCU's right. already played all their games, right? So TCU is 16 and 8 in, in conference. They're done. They play Santa Clara this weekend. Um, they don't have any more conference games. But Speaking right that, behind you, them, like Texas that? Tech. Yeah, that's fine. I don't I don't mind it. Somebody has there's only nine teams, so somebody has to have an off week. Oh, you're right. You're week. right. Um, but here's where it gets interesting because Oklahoma and Texas Tech play against each other. Texas Tech is Two games off of the win column, one game off in the loss column. So they're half a game back, I guess, statistically from TCU, right? But um, Oklahoma's only a game and a half back. And I guess backtracking a little bit more, uh, TCU owns the tiebreaker over Texas Tech, but they don't hold the tiebreaker over um, Oklahoma. Hold on. No, TCU beat Oklahoma. No, Oklahoma State, I was going to say, which is a game and a half back. So if Oklahoma State sweeps and they're playing, who is it, like West Virginia? Uh, No, 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 no. Baylor. They're playing at Baylor. So if Oklahoma State sweeps and Texas Tech wins two out of three against Oklahoma and TCU, it's a three-way tie. And I don't know how they do the three-way tiebreaker. Maybe record against teams tied. Well, I mean, TCU is winning that regardless because they beat Texas Tech and they beat beat Oklahoma State. Right? I mean, TCU pretty much is locked to win unless Texas Tech sweeps. Okay, that's where I got that's where I got mixed up. TCU does hold the tiebreaker on Oklahoma State. I didn't realize that. So, yeah, I think TCU would win. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, Oklahoma State can very easily sweep Baylor. But it doesn't matter because that's the best they can do is sixteen and eight, which is now hey TCU. Oklahoma. Listen now, Oklahoma holds the tiebreaker on TCU. So if Oklahoma sweeps Texas Tech, Oklahoma would be your Big Ten or Big Twelve champions. Correct. Holy crap! Do you think Oklahoma even knows that? Of course they do. <laughs> do you think they even know that? If they sweep. If they, I mean, dude, there's no way Texas Tech follows up a sweep of Oklahoma State. With oh, no, swept. don't you say that. You know very well 
that that's this been the, the 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 theme all year is you win a big series and then you just get blown out the next series. Okay, oh my I'm rooting for chaos. I want to see Oklahoma at the top of the standings. Win the Big Twelve. Just slow and steady. They're the tor- they're the tortoise. Everybody else is the hare. They've just been coasting up all year from the rain or from the standings, and then boom, yeah. they take it over yeah. last weekend. If Oklahoma sweeps Texas Tech, you have to put Oklahoma Oklahoma the host. I mean, Winning to the win the Big Twelve. Yeah, you might have to. Wow, and dude. Norman is win. not out of the hosting picture yet. I mean, damn. I Dude, that's something I found out on this podcast two seconds ago. I had no idea that was even possible. I know. I knew Oklahoma was having a great year, but I didn't know their seat. It wasn't over yet. Well, for them just to... get blown out by somebody? And then they lose their midweek. Oklahoma? Yeah, I think they did. Let's see. Moment of truth. Yeah, they lost 18 to nothing to Wichita State. Yep. Yep, you're right. Because, dude, they didn't throw anybody. There's no way they threw anybody. They have all guns loaded and ready to roll for this weekend. Wait. Oh, Oklahoma lost to. So Oklahoma lost their first. They lost a weekend series to Texas and Oklahoma State, but they've beaten. Everybody else, two out of three. Yeah, they just have to. They got to sweep Texas Tech, and and it's not going to happen. But if it did, it would be sick. Chaos. Texas, dude. If Texas sweeps Kansas, they're going to host, huh? Maybe I don't know. Depends on what the committee thinks. That's. I think that should. We. I can't guess that. I can't sit here and guess that because they're going to finish the year ten and eleven against Quadrant One. Mm-hmm. And just a very up and down year. Yeah. So um interesting yeah. Big Twelve. But there's your Big Twelve update. Yeah. Pac twelve update. Uh I guess there's technically four teams alive to win it. Nope, 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 nope. Arizona cannot win it. Three teams alive. Oregon State has a game lead on Stanford, and then UCLA is two back from Oregon State, but Oregon State and UCLA play a three-game series coming up. I cannot believe UCLA is only two games back. That is so crazy to me. Dude, they're, they're, I, don't, I don't understand their numbers. But anyway, so Stanford has USC three games. If if they sweep USC, which is possible, and Oregon State wins two out of three. Wins two out of three. Who has Stanford the tiebreaker? Stanford. Yeah, no. Yeah, they yeah, Stanford did win two out of three. They beat they beat Oregon State. Wow. So if you're Stanford, you really just have to hope. I mean, you just gotta sweep. If you sweep, you, you like your chances. Now, what if UCLA sweeps Oregon State and Stanford wins two out of three? Or you, loses two out of three. Stanford had the tiebreaker of UCLA. Yeah, they do. So, so as long as Stanford doesn't lose two out of three to USC, there's a good chance. UCLA. Oh, man, this is uh, – my brain's starting to hurt. It's 2 a.m. No, but listen, listen. If Wait, explain it to explain it to the listeners, the whole scenario. My computer's at 3%. I'm getting my charger. Just go. All right, go. Okay, so if Oregon State wins two out of three against UCLA – in Stanford sweep, there will be a tie for first place, and Stanford's got the tiebreaker. So, 
basically the scenario is if UCLA sweeps Oregon State and Stanford lose two out of three, UCLA wins the Pac-12 title. Ben, you, did you hear that scenario? Nope. Go ahead. Say it again. If UCLA sweeps Oregon State, which is a huge what if, huge if, mm-hmm. and Stanford loses two out of three, UCLA is your Pac-12 champion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're right. And listen to this one. Listen to this scenario. If Arizona sweeps Oregon. No, Arizona cannot win the cannot. No, you're they can't. They cannot. Wait, 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 wait. If Stanford loses two out of three and Oregon sweeps. Nope, I'm telling you, dude, they cannot. Does Stanford beat Arizona already? No, well, it doesn't matter because Oregon oh, no. State, if they win one game, so if UCLA sweeps Oregon State, Arizona sweeps Oregon, Arizona is still one game back of UCLA. Oh, that's not possible because you're yeah. right. Arizona mathematically cannot win the Pac 12 title. Yep. Because, yep. Okay, never mind. But speaking of Arizona, Ben. They swept Stanford. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They did. And they beat Oregon State two out of three. I mean, they, they probably won't host, do you think? No. They, they feel they, like they could. Nine and five against Quadrant One teams. With the top, th- top what is it, 37? Yeah. So if they th- sweep Oregon – and Oregon's a 24 RPI. They're going to go up. They're going to go spots. up. And then if they do some damage in that Pac-12 tournament, like they maybe, can host. maybe Tucson's got a chance. Yeah. And I think the standings are going to shake out correctly because if or- I think Oregon State's going to at least take two out of three from UCLA. You see, and then Arizona's going to win two out of three. They're going to sh- move up one game in front of UCLA. And so, I mean, and then Stanford, it's going to be Oregon State, Stanford, Arizona. I think it's going to be your final top yeah, three. That, and that's probably and then you have best three, games right And then there. you have three hosts. Arizona could be your third host if they finish, mm. if they take care of business the next two yeah. weeks. So, How funny think, would it be if UCLA somehow sweeps Oregon State, they win the Pac-12, and then they don't host – but two, three, and four do. But you still are going to give me my 500 bucks, so I'm good That's with anything. Right. Well, yeah, UCLA can still host, and I still owe you 500. They have to so, get a national hey, seed, which is impossible. Um, <laughs> hey, I think Maryland pretty much all but wraps up the Big Ten this weekend. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not concerned with Maryland. They're the best team in that conference by far. I mean, I just want to look real quick. Let me just look at the Big Ten. They are tied with Rutgers. But let me see who Maryland plays this weekend, and I'm and I'm just going to end this conversation. If you look up play, who Maryland plays, I'll look up who Rutgers plays. They play Purdue. That's a sweet Purdue sucks. <laughs> Rutgers plays <laughs> at you, Michigan, so Rutgers plays at Michigan. I think they're going to lose win one. that series. I think Michigan could, could win that series. Okay, but they're going to lose. Rutgers will lose one. Maryland mm-hmm. can at least take two out of three from Purdue. We hope. Yeah. Big Ten title unlock. And um, Maryland will be hosting. If they if they win the Big Ten title, they're going to be hosting. Not a question, no doubt. Yep. I so agree. Make it 15 hosts because that's one guaranteed. Actually, Tennessee's guaranteed. Make that two guaranteed. Oregon State's one. That's guaranteed. <laughs> that's three. 
Um, anyways, so, and then I think from our, I think Texas State had the Sun Belt locked up. No, 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 no. No, 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 not, not unofficially. They're, uh, I mean, they're three, they're up three games against Georgia Southern. Georgia it's, State. Southern. Oh, you're talking about they lost, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have Georgia State this weekend. Who won? Who won the series between Texas State and Georgia Southern? Georgia Southern. Georgia won, Southern right? won. So they held the tiebreaker, I guess. In theory, if Texas State gets swept and Georgia Southern sweeps, Texas State is not getting swept. Yeah, Georgia Texas Southern State's will sweep Sun Belt Arlington. Champ. Southern will sweep Arlington. They're they're horrendous. Yeah, they are. Um, let's see. Let's go Conference USA real quick because I'm pretty sure Conference USA was interesting. It is interesting. It will actually was interesting if um, UTSA would have won that series, but I still think it's semi-interesting. Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech. There are two games separating from first and second. So, Louisiana yeah, Tech one, has Charlotte, if, who's solid. Hey, if, if Southern Miss wins one, it's over, right? No. No? Well, who won the series? Oh, yeah, Southern Miss beat Louisiana Tech in a series, right? They beat Louisiana Tech and they beat our uh, UTSA. Yeah, so I think Southern Miss. If they win one, they they clinch. They clinch. Um, what other conferences do we care about today? We'll wrap we'll wrap up the show after that. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk little gambling future because this is the juicy time before the odd maker see who your conference champions are and all that stuff. Heading this is the juicy time. Um, we'll talk about future, then we'll do our pick them, then freaking go to bed. Are we doing pick ems? I thought I already won the championship. We still got to pick our series this weekend. What are you? What are you trying to toot your horn over there? I mean, yeah, a little bit, but Ben, is, is we still, I still got to play for pride. Okay, did you send the picks to Stony and Des? I did not. Well, there's a problem. Well, I can send it to them in the morning. They can pick it in the morning. Okay. Well, let's just do pick them now, and then we'll end it on the gambling stuff. So, okay. looks like the six series here: Virginia at Louisville, Notre Dame at Miami, uh, LSU at Vandy, Texas A&M at Ole Miss, Oklahoma at Texas Tech, UCLA at Oregon State, and Gonzaga at San Diego. Uh, I don't like that Gonzaga at San Diego one. That one's lame. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think that's for the West Coast Championship. Are you sure? That's, I think I think San Diego is yeah. Right San Diego's it. two games back, so they would have to sweep yep. to win it. I mean, I'm 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 gonna pick Gonzaga there, but they're let's not the do road. that one. Let's just do the let's do the top Wait, six. Okay, but they're on the road at San Diego, and San Diego's having a good a nice little year. Three out of four at Oregon lost. Two out of three at Dallas Baptist. Took two out of three from Grand Canyon. I mean, this San Diego, this San Diego team is pretty legit, Ben. Okay. Well, there's still two games back with three to play. I, I'm, I'm just saying they can beat they can beat Gonzaga at home. Sweep. That's that's the. So you you want me to pick six of these series, no, right? No, 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 no. Don't we don't have to do that theory. But I was just updating you. On oh, okay. The situation. All right. Let's start here. Virginia at Louisville. Um, 
Obviously, this is Do a must. Do you think the winner of this series hosts and the other yeah. doesn't, or no? Uh, I think that's a very good. You increase your chances of hosting a lot if you win this series. Um, you know, I this one's tough for me. And you sent these picks like during the show, so I did no research. I'm going off of just gut instinct and and uh, I mean what I've seen from anyway. these teams this year. You do that anyway. No, I do some research. I mean, dude, what was my record this year so far on on Pickens? Like forty nine and twenty eight. It was a lot. It was like ninety percent luck and ten percent research. Oh, I thought you were quoting uh, Fort Minor. <laughs> uh, give me. Uh, let's see. Louisville is playing at home. Virginia on the road. I know my. Yeah, pick. Virginia is six and eight on the road. I'll take Louisville all day. Give me Louisville at home. I'm taking Louisville, but here's my reason. They lost the series last weekend. Virginia won a big series. We know how this season goes. Most teams have not been putting together back-to-back great weekend. I'm taking Louisville home. Okay. Next series, Notre Dame at Miami. Uh, I think I think Notre Dame is going to get some bad karma their way. Uh, you know what? Actually, I think they earned the karma back. They played against Northwestern in their midweek. Uh, I was going to say they're canceling their games. Uh, this one's... I mean, it's Catholics versus convicts. Am I right? Wait, what? Notre Dame at Miami, Catholics versus convicts. Ben, that's like twenty years ago. No, it's more than that. It was before I was born. Oh my god, twenty years ago, two thousand and two. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? We're we're pushing thirty to forty years ago. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, ben, I, you 30... know, what? I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Notre Dame this series. Notre Dame, 11 and four against quadrant one teams. Uh, Miami, I don't know. I know you're going to pick Miami. That's why I'm picking against you. But um, one, two out of three against Pitt. I mean, they've played the weak schedule recently. They haven't played a ranked team since Florida State, April 1st. They haven't played a ranked team since April 1st. Yep. Oh, my God. But, they kind of um, went through murderer's row. They went NC State, Louisville, Virginia Tech, Florida State. Yes, they did. And then Clemson, Duke, Wake Forest, Boston College, Pitt. Um, yeah, I'll still take Notre Dame, though. Whatever. I'm taking Miami. Um, that's it. No no explanation. I'm just taking Miami. All right, LSU it. at Vandy. Um, give me Vandy 10 times out of 10. This one's easy. LSU, Vandy. I mean, Ben. This feels like that classic. Wait, is wait, is it at LSU? No, it's at Vandy. At Vandy, I feel like this is that classic series where you're everyone picking Vandy. Vandy should not lose, and it's that surprise team. Just like I convinced you to take Texas Tech when the whole country was picking Oklahoma State, and then you also took who? Who? who what other series did you take that everyone was like, what? Arkansas. You took Arkansas. Uh, you took Vandy when the whole country was taking Arkansas. Yeah, but I I, like- I I think Vanderbilt's just that much better than LSU. So you're not going to convince me to switch. No, I'm not convincing you. I'm just saying this is like one of those weekends where LSU could just come out of nowhere and win two out of three, coming off a sweep like that. Yeah, I mean they looked terrible last week against. They looked terrible. I mean, they give me no reason to pick them. I mean, give me Vandy. Give me Vandy at home. They're hot. Yeah, I think that's a smart pick. Um, Texas A&M at Ole Miss. This one's tough. This one. I'm really curious who you're going to pick here. 
Well, so if I would have done some research, I think I could have come out with the answer here. Um, Texas A&M only has one good starting pitcher, and and so does Ole Miss, right? Uh, I guess Ole Miss maybe has two like decent ones. They have that freshman that's throwing pretty well, but Delusha. Uh, well, and then Delusha, but they have that lefty freshman that's solid. Um, yep, they do. At Ole Miss, Ole Miss has been rolling. Texas A&M has been rolling too, though. Um, hmm. Who? Wow, dude! Wow, Texas A&M hasn't lost a weekend series since April first at at Alabama. They've beaten Kentucky two out of three, beaten Georgia two out of three, beaten Arkansas two out of three, beaten Vandy two out of three, beaten South Carolina two out of three, and swept Mississippi State. Uh, now this is to win the uh, the SEC, the SEC West for A&M, uh, because they held the tiebreaker over Arkansas. But is Ole Miss going to continue to stay hot? I, I'm going to take – at Ole Miss, hold on. Let me think about it for a second. At Ole Miss, Texas A&M has been hot. Ole Miss has been hot. Who needs this series more? Because uh, I think Ole Miss is very, very much just in the postseason, whether they win the series or not. Uh, they've won so many games in a row. Give me uh, give me Texas A&M, though. I'll, I'll take the Aggies on the road. Damn it, you took – damn it, I was hoping you were going to take Ole Miss and ride that train. Mm, nah. Give me the Aggies. Here's, the, here's, what, here's what I think. I agree with everything you said. I think this is one of those situations where who has Ole Miss beaten that is so good? Like LSU, we thought they were pretty good, but they looked so bad. Yeah. They looked really bad. And then the weekend before that, Ole Miss beat who did Ole Miss beat the weekend before that? I forgot. Who did they Missouri. Beat? They beat Sweat Missouri. Missouri. Like they're everyone's talking about how hot they are. And rightfully so, they're hot. They've come they came out of the rabbit's hole and they're very much alive. But they beaten they haven't beaten a good team. They beat Southern Miss in a midweek. Okay, but I'm talking a three game series. Tell me the, the last three game series win that they have against a decent team was Auburn March 17th. If you March. don't count Kentucky. I mean they beat Kentucky two out of three back in April, but but I mean a legit high-end team win with Auburn. And Auburn was still figuring it out in March. I mean, most of the country's figuring it out in March. But give me AM. I yeah, mean Yeah, it's really like hot versus battle tested. AM's really been battle tested and they've been just winning series and Ole Miss has just been hot. Um so you're giving you're taking AM too? Yeah, I mean right. I mean I could see Ole Miss winning, but if I'm putting money on it, I wouldn't take Ole Miss here. Mm-mm. All good things come to an end. But, hey, if Ole Miss wins this series, like, they're a legitimate <laughs> Omaha contender. Like, watch out. Uh, next series, Oklahoma at Texas Tech. I mean, Texas Tech is in Lubbock. This is just like – this is a free space on the bingo board. Give me the Red Raiders. They're, they got their swag back. They just play so much better when the weather heats up. Just give me Texas Tech. I, I would love to see Oklahoma sweep this series and for them to win the Big 12 out just of nowhere. absolute chaos. Yeah, but uh, – I mean, Hey, Texas here's the trivia awesome. question for you. Mm-hmm. Who is the main sponsor? I don't know if they still are, but when you think of Big 12 baseball tournament, what – Phillips 66. Damn. You, I, <laughs> Phillips 66. 
Oh yeah, dude. I remember watching those Phillips 66 Big 12 tournaments and yeah. they did basketball and baseball and with the with the highway sign and their logo and everything. Yeah. Yep. Uh I mean I grew up in Big 12 territory back before like AM left and Missouri left. I mean, it was I, I, I mean, watched all Big t- Big 12 football, basketball, baseball. Uh, yep. similar to like you watching ACC and SEC. But wait, did you grow up when you were growing up, you didn't like Texas, correct? So I <laughs> I liked Texas until they won the national championship. Like I was a diehard Vince Young fan, Texas football fan, Texas baseball with like Houston Street and those guys. And then in 2005, they won the baseball. Yeah, 2005, they won baseball college world series. And then 05, 06, they won football. And then they also went to the final four in like 2004 or five, somewhere in there. Kevin Durant. No, 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 no. Way before Kevin Durant. It was like TJ Ford and those guys. Um, but so the Texas fans just were the most obnoxious. Like all the kids I went to like elementary and middle school with were just the most obnoxious people. Like the Texas uh, fans were. They annoyed you. So I, dude, I did a 180. I was like, all right, I'm going, I'm going Texas A&M. So I was an A&M fan for a few years, and then when I got to high school and like a pre, well, and I was always a Rice baseball fan growing yeah. up. Um, but when I got to high school, I, I relaxed a little bit on A&M. I saw that they're. Uh, Fans were a little crazy, just as crazy. Um, and I just kind of just, I don't know, man. I don't even came know. neutral. Yeah, I was very neutral. Isn't it, I, I just thought of that. Isn't that crazy? You never see Kevin Durant supporting Texas athletics, do you? Well, he was a big Rick Barnes guy, and they, they got rid of Barnes. So he doesn't, he doesn't have any ties back to the basketball community. But, but isn't that interesting? Like, I knew people. I guarantee you a lot of people have no idea that Durant he was only was there back. for like what, like nine months. It, it was a it was a one and done, and he got drafted. And, and I know, but and I bet it. you a lot of people would not even know where Kevin Durant went to school. That's not true. He was number two overall pick. I'm talking about like the newer generation don't even know that Durant went to Texas. And maybe maybe the TikTokers out there don't know. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Final What's the series. last series? Oh, you're pick. Go ahead. Huh? You're gonna pick Texas Tech, or are you gonna go on a wild tangent? Oh, I'm, I'm 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 taking Texas Tech. I think Oklahoma's a great team. I think they're gonna be a very strong regional team. Um, I just think Texas Tech. I mean, dude, when you talk about finding a stride, I think the Oklahoma State series with them just like saying, Hey guys, we're here. We never left. Yeah. Like, and they posted that video basically saying like, we're back. Like we're not, we haven't left here. We we're are still here. We haven't left. Like, so dude, when you post videos like that, well, you got to remember if Texas tech sweeps, they win the big 12. Like they've got something to play for still. Mm-hmm. They want the big 12, big yep. 12 regular season title me something to those big guys. 12. No so doubt. Give me, give me, the, give, give me the Red Raiders. Yeah, I'm not betting against Tim Tadlock in, in May or June. Um, last series here is it's it's me versus you, Dimitri. It's it's UCLA at Oregon State. Um, Don't tell uh, me you're, you're about to do what I think you're about to do. Well, I mean, obviously, I our bet <laughs> and everything, it's done. Like UCLA just cannot be a national seed, Should but if you- they could. If they could pull off a miracle and sweep Oregon State and win the Pac-12 tournament, they maybe, 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 maybe are in the consideration for like 
at least a host. So I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take UCLA here just because I, I I'll be rooting for him. Should I throw you a fifty dollar dog bone as if, a tip if UCLA went to series? Sure, that's fair. That's fair, right? <laughs> if UCLA yeah. went to series, I'll throw you fifty dollars back. All right, yeah, that's my my ten percent discount. <laughs> if they win this series and the year on a very high note, I'll give you a ten percent off. Listen, if there is a way for UCLA to win the series, it's by me picking them because I've just been the hottest weekend series pick them in the history of college pick. baseball. I would love to see what my record is compared to like the D1 what baseball is, guys that do it. I'm going to pull it up. I'm gonna, I'll tell you right now. I would love – I need to see this. Do they post their records? If you click on the article of their pick them, it shows you their records on the bottom. All right. You pull up that. I'm going to start talking about um, why I'm – I mean, if there is a reason how UCLA could win this series – it goes back to their quadrant one wins. They play good teams really well. Um, Ten and three against quadrant one wins. They have wins over like Texas. Oh, no, 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 no. They beat Baylor. They beat. I don't know. I, I don't have their schedule memory. Texas. Texas. Yeah, I thought they beat Texas. Um, but I mean, they're just they lose to bad teams. They got smacked around this past midweek. I don't know when the last time they won a midweek game was. Um, and in Oregon State, they're going to throw Cooper Jerpe out there on Friday, and they're going to absolutely carve up these these terrible UCLA hitters. Um, yeah, UCLA hasn't won a midweek game. They're 0 and 3, 0 and 0 for the last four. They they beat UC Santa Barbara Tuesday, right, April nineteenth. Okay, so hold on. Kendall went last week. He went one and 0, one and one. One and two, one and three, one and four. Who won the series between Carolina and Wake? Uh, Wake. Wake did win. Mm-hmm. So one and five, two and five, three and five, four and five. Who won between Oklahoma and West Virginia? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Five and five. So he went one and oh, two and oh, three and oh, four and oh. What are, we, what are you doing here? What are we doing? Hold on here. Four and one, four and two, four oh, and North three. Oh, North four Carolina four. won the series against Wake. I just looked. Four and five. So four, three and six, four and six. Kent, Kendall is 72 and 57 on the year. What's that winning percentage? Not as good as mine. 72 and 57 in one tie. That's actually like. Very, very impressive. 56 divided by 72. So 777 winning percentage. Seven point. So basically 78%. 72 and 57? Yeah, 57 divided by 72 is. No, no, no. Do 72 plus 57 to get your total gain. Oh, you're right. You're right. And then do 72 divided by the total. Oh, 56. Hmm? 56. 56 what? 56%. That's his winning all percentage. Right. Aaron Fit. Let's see what Fit. Because Fitzy is. Are you going to do all of the, Like, we don't have no, time no, for no, all no, nine no. Of them. no. No. Fitzy is technically in first. Okay. So Fitzy is 1 and 0, 1 and 2 and 0, 2 and 1, 2 and 2, 2 and 3. 
three and three, four and three, five and three, five and four, six and four. So let me add that. Fitzy up to date is six and four. So 75 and 54. Do that one. 75 and 54. That's impressive. Fifty-eight percent. But I'm going to throw some shade at them. They pick ten series a week, and they get a lot of freebie, easy picks. That's true. They what's get my, a lot of juicy free picks. What's my? Uh, what's my? You what? What are you? Let's see. You are. I'm. I'm curious because, um, those guys. Those guys are like. I mean, obviously, the the bar. And they, they're way smarter than us. Oh, yeah. Ben, you are 49 and 23. <laughs> and these are tough series, by the way. Just want to throw we, that out there. We picked the tough one. That's 68%. A whole you 10% better than fit. You, I mean, you smoked them this year. And, and I would, if you just threw some four other freebie series in there, I mean, I mean, dude, that's what I'm saying. I'm 39. I'm 39 and 33 with no freebies in there. I mean, you did smoke all of us too, but yeah. What is that? 78 and 66. Yeah, they 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 did pretty freaking well this year. Shout out to D1, Kendall, and Aaron. Good job, Rooney. Interesting, Rooney's right there for the race for first place. Kendall, Aaron, and Rooney are all fighting for first this weekend. Um, so hey, anyways, go ahead and make your pick so that we can, uh, we can do a little bit of juicy odds here. Yep. Um, what's the final pick? I mean, you're going to take Oregon state. So just go ahead. Oh yeah. Oregon state all day, every day. Give me a jerky to win Friday night and take care of the rest of the series. Yep. All right. So I got the DraftKings sportsbook pulled up here, um, for the juicy odds for, to win the national championship. <laughs> so let's each pick three teams that we like. Juicy odds, and let's discuss. Who do uh, I? Want? And then we'll wrap up the show. We got to make this quick. We're going on. We have an hour and forty-eight. Let's get this under yep. two hours. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Um, so, so juicy odds here, like for Dimitri's five hundred bucks. The three teams that I would probably like, maybe longer shots. Of course, I mean I love Tennessee. I love Oregon State, uh, Arkansas. You know all the name brand teams. But if you had to throw five hundred bucks to win, like. 10 grand, 20 grand or whatever plenty, it is. Plenty of money. Um, you know, I like a team. I like a team like Ole Miss, 60 to one, playing good here, baseball. Here. They could get do hot. The, do you see the three graphics, right? Yeah. On page one, would you pick any of those teams? Um, Which is Tennessee, Oregon State, Oklahoma State, or, Arkansas. Yeah, I would pick or... all of those teams. I like, I like them all. The only one I wouldn't. Really I, wouldn't, touch, I wouldn't touch Tennessee at 400. I wouldn't touch LSU. I wouldn't touch Stanford. I wouldn't touch. I would I would dabble in Stanford 20 to 1. Mm. They were in it last year and they played all right. I know, but I just think I, I, I don't think they're gonna win. That's just me. I don't like LSU 15 to 1, and I don't really like Oklahoma State 11 to 1. That's like not enough odds for me. I don't like Tennessee at four to one. No, I mean they're the best team, but yeah, 
So much and, has to happen. So much I, has to go I, right. I don't think Louisville had the pitching to win in Omaha. I don't really like Louisville at those odds either. Yeah. All right, let's go to the sure. next page here. Um, hey, my favorite on this next page, uh, sign me up for TCU plus 3,500. TCU is probably going to win the Big 12 this year. And uh, I don't know. Like, they have a little bit of mojo behind them. New coach, Coach Charlos is there. I like the schloss. Yeah, Texas A&M 30 to 1 is good. And then, hey, Florida State 30 to 1 is also pretty tempting. Hey, you know what I'm going to say about this? The Blue Bloods are usually going to win. If it's not a mid-major Cinderella, it's going to be a Blue Blood. Virginia Tech not seasoned enough to win College World Series. Yeah. Georgia, on the other hand, I think they have enough seasoning. Not it enough. could be the year of Georgia. We talked about this off air. Georgia football won a national championship. The Braves won the World Series. Matthew Mass Stafford Stafford's. won the Super Bowl. Um, so maybe Georgia baseball is going to continue that tradition. Uh, I don't know how Georgia ties into Kansas basketball, but maybe it does somehow. <laughs> Did you know a Jayhawk is originated in Georgia? You're making stuff up now. <laughs> making shit up. Making stuff up. Um, hey, the last page here. I mean, we got wait, Auburn wait, wait, forty to one. Wait, second page. My three pick would be Miami, Texas A and M. TC, TC winning the Big 12 carries weight. That means yeah, you're 35 freaking legit. to 1. I mean, how many times we saw TCU make it to Omaha like I know, four I straight know, years? But they don't have the Schloss anymore. I'm going with the coach that's done it. Well, Schloss but hasn't won he, a national championship. But he's been in Omaha but plenty of times. Miami, Virginia Tech. I mean, uh, Miami, Texas, a and Florida State. I love on that second page. Yeah, Florida State has the starting pitching and and, mm-hmm. and they have bullpen. It'll be fine. Yeah. Third page. This is where it's fun. Dude, yeah, I mean, I, I I would actually dabble in all of these teams except for maybe East Carolina. Yeah, I mean, Auburn forty to one, Southern Miss forty to one, Santa Barbara fifty one. I love Santa Barbara fifty to one. Those they have some dudes that can freaking pitch. Um, Ole Miss sixty to one. How about Florida sixty five to one? It's unbelievable, dude. If, Florida if, Gators. I, I, they don't have Hunter Barco, but if they have Barco, I would be slamming dude, that. Yeah, dude, they could easily host a regional. I mean, of course they sometimes choke, but they won a national championship five years ago. So that's weird. And talk about blue blood. Now we, we like Maryland 90 to one. I want to measure that. I can't measure them against some of these other teams. Like I don't know enough yeah. yet. The only thing that would somewhat trigger Maryland 90 to one for me is that, uh, the Michigan story from 2019. Yeah. Big like time. Maybe I mean, they Nebraska, catch fire hey, like Michigan. Hey, we've seen that big 10 look might look like a joke and it is a joke. But the best team to come out of the Big Ten is a pretty freaking good ball club. Oh, yeah. I mean, Nebraska last year, too. Yeah, yep. you're right. They came out of nowhere. I'm like, holy shit, this team is good. Yeah. So. Uh, Oklahoma, 100-1, to who could, in theory, win the Big 12. Not not terrible. Uh, Texas State, 101. That's a team that's going to win 45-plus games this year. <laughs> Maybe. Texas State could be the 2016 Coastal. Yeah. Legit team. Really old. Just need opportunity to get to Omaha. Yeah. Um, and then here's a team that's not on the board here. 200 to one. You got the Campbell Camels. I love Campbell. Um, 200 do like to them, one. Do you like them more than Georgia Southern? Yes. I like them more than Georgia Southern. I like them more than Louisiana Lafayette. I like them more than UC Irvine, Old Dominion. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I like them a lot. 
I'm trying to see if there's anybody higher than 200 to one that I would at least somewhat dabble in. You uh, that, that basically means you're betting them, them to win their conference tournament too at this point. Listen, that's the dude, only way hey, they're getting in. Hey, how about Pitt 300 to one? Dimitri. No, man, you that's can a put donation. your 500 bucks and win 150 grand. <laughs> wait, wait, on wait, on Pitt. At what? What were the odds? 300 to 1. Ben, 300 times 500. It's a, isn't that a million? No, I just did it on the app. It's I don't know why. I don't know why I'm thinking a million because that's not, you're right. That's 150 because that's half of uh, that's half of 300 to 1. Yeah, 150 grand. Um, let's see. UTSA okay. 400 to 1. That's weird. Here, I'm going to give what? <laughs> UTSA is 400 to 1. <laughs> sneak in the tournament. Here. I'm gonna pick one team from each page. Just, uh, I feel like I need to like narrow down who my picks are gonna be, but it's too early. I'm not ready to put my 500 on the line yet. But my favorite from each page, which is basically like your three tiers, your favorite, your somewhat favorite, and your long shot. From the first page, my I would probably pick Oregon State of all these teams. Plus a thousand, yeah. So ten to one odds. I mean, you'd be five hundred to win five grand. Yeah, five grand. Second page, my pick. And you know what's here? Here's a storyline for you. Did Mike Martin win the national championship fast for the first time at Florida State? <laughs> Faster than get what a dad can never get. I feel Maybe. like this. Give me Florida State on that second page. As That's third, a lot coming third. from a Miami fan. Oh yeah, thirty to one odds, Florida State to win the national championship. Hey, if Alex Terrell gets hot, that lineup will do damage. Mm-hmm. And well, he's, he's like in the eight hole for him right now. <laughs> he is struggling. He is on that struggle bus in Tallahassee, trailer Hassie. Um Thirty to one. What is thirty to one payout? A five hundred. Fifteen grand. Yep. And then my last page, my pick. Honestly, Ben, my pick would be Coastal at 150 to 1 odd. They've won a national championship. Can they do it again? Probably because they've done it once. It's not as big of a shock. But at the same they time, would have, dude, they would have to just pitch their balls off. I don't know if they have the pitching to do I, it. I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. But let me, I was going to tell you something. Here's my strategy. When you're trying to look at a future bet for the listener and the fan, when the, the moment that bracket comes out, look for a regional where you think the one seed's not coming out of. Mm-hmm. Find a two and a three seed that you think can win that regional. Then you go to the other regional that is matched up with in the super. See who the one seed is there. If you think they're legit, or the two seeds, if you think they're legit, you've always had a feeling for them, hammer them because all it takes is a one seed and one regional to get knocked off a one or a two seed in the other regional to win that super and they're in Omaha and then there's your long shot. Your long shot makes the Omaha. Your bet is it's not a bad bet. At that point, you're just sweating it out for the next yeah. eight games. So no, I mean, it, 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 you'll get a much better picture once the uh once the bracket comes out. Because you got to see the regional matchups, super regional matchups, and then where they're gonna fall in Omaha. Uh anytime you can avoid Tennessee for the long haul, that's kind of where you need to be. If you can get Tennessee in the championship series, three game series in that massive TD, 
Charles Schwab field, you you have a chance because hey, for the listeners out there who have made it this far, if uh, if, Dimitri, if Dimitri has like a the five hundred dollar bet to win like fifty grand and like they make it to the championship series, are you gonna hedge? You're gonna put twenty five grand on the other team. I'm I, I am a risky person, Ben. You're gonna let it ride because I was saying one of our followers will probably donate you twenty five grand to hedge. Just guarantee I mean, yourself twenty five grand. I mean, dude, that's a lot of money that I could not just be like, oh, fuck it, I'm just gonna wing this thing. <laughs> it would make for electric content, though. It would make for like <laughs> if I had. Fifty grand on the line in Omaha championship or nothing, series, all or nothing. So, anyway, if you've listened to this far, you are a legend, and I, I would kiss you. I don't know about that, but if I would say thank to. you. With with, uh, you, you would kiss them with consent. But, <laughs> anyways, we just got this squeaked under in uh, two hours. Definitely yep. appreciate everybody for listening. We'll be back on uh, Sunday night. And uh, it's going to be conference preview conference tournament. Wow. And we will make our conference tournament picks Mm -hmm. who we think will win all 31 conference tournament. Well, there's going to be 27 left, but yeah, you're right. Damn. I'm wrong again. All right. Well, uh, y'all, y'all enjoy your weekend and uh, we'll be back on Sunday.